When Reacher is talking to Finlay, the detective chief, he seems to be able to see more clearly than the police themselves what must have happened at the murder scene and deduces that there were three killers involved, not two. His reasoning is clear and decisive, his conclusion unanswerable, so we know a little more about the facts being investigated. But we learn about Reacher, too, without having to be told in a lumbering sort of way about his background in the military police. We can see he's an expert at this. The world of crime and murder and violence is one he's perfectly at home in. So much the worse for the bad guys. So much more enjoyable for us. One of the things Child is unusually good at is explaining how fights happen. When Reach is thrown into jail early in this story, he faces a challenge from the leader of a group of thugs and immediately cheats, counting to two instead of the promised three and then headbutting him. The bad guy goes down. Reacher has won the first fight. And this was the point where I really began to relax and enjoy the book, knowing I was in the hands of someone who knew what he was doing, because after the headbutt, Reacher's head hurts. As it would. And he explains. There was no real injury. No flesh there, just skin over solid bone. Not much to injure, and impossible to break. A perfect arch, nature's strongest structure. That's why I avoid hitting anything with my hands. Hands are pretty fragile. All kinds of small bones and tendons in there. A punch big enough to deck that red boy would have smashed my hand up pretty good. I'd have joined him in the hospital. Not much point in that. The message is clear. Reacher knows how to win a physical contest, and it doesn't always involve playing by the rules. On another occasion, he's shaking hands with a man who's clearly out to dominate him, but Reacher knows an old army trick. The way out is to be ready. You pull back a fraction and you squeeze back. You're squeezing their knuckles and not the meat of their palm. Their grip is neutralized. If you catch it right, you can't lose. The exposition scene is not uncommon in the Jack Reacher stories. Child explains things like the best sort. Child explains things like the best sort of technical instructor, patient, experienced, profoundly knowledgeable. From the most effective way to strangle someone to the place ordinary everyday cash has in the national economy, Reacher knows it, or knows exactly how to ask the right questions in order to find it out. And again, rereading Killing Floor, I was impressed by how economically dramatic these expositions are. Every one of them advances the story. By the time the explanation's over, the situation has changed as a result. A good example of this is Reacher's little account of punctuation. Where should the apostrophe have been? Getting it correct gives him, and us, an important clue. One of the most important storytelling skills is timing. I don't mean just knowing how to end a chapter on a cliff edge, though there are some very good examples of that, I mean, among other things, knowing when to drop in little observations or moments of description, the sort of thing that a quiet discord in the musical score of a film might accompany just a fleeting moment of unease. Margrave, the town Reacher has arrived in, is not a rich place. Its prosperous days are long behind it. It's a quiet southern backwater, some distance from the main highways, with no big industry. Its only interest for Reacher initially was that a blues singer called Blind Blake once passed through the town, though there's little trace of him left. But when Reacher has an hour or so to look around, he notices something about the place that's not in itself uncanny or disturbing, but nevertheless functions like that quiet discord in the score. 
Everything about the place is tidy, clean, newly painted or freshly polished, immaculate, in fact. That's all. Then we move on. Like Richie, we've registered something that isn't quite right, exactly when we needed to. The plot of a story isn't quite the same as the structure. The first is what happens, and the second is the way it's told, more or less. There are plenty of creative writing courses that tell aspiring novelists about the importance of structure, and how you must get the structure right before you begin, about how it all depends on planning the whole thing before you start to write. Personally, I don't believe a word of it, because the structure, and even the plot, are things that you can change at the last minute. If you bind yourself into a framework you made up six months ago, how do you deal with that brilliant idea that turns up three-quarters of the way through and changes everything? I have no idea how Lee Child goes about...